Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) I'm so corny. Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. You can also head over to our website, selfcareirl.com to sign up for our exclusive membership community, which is filled with gems that I have curated just for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So let's get right into today's episode. If this is your first listen, make sure you go back to part one and part two of the um, this is like a hysterectomy series, a hysterectomy joint, what, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, make sure you go back and listen because if you don't, you're going to be confused because I am not recapping. Um, okay. So maybe I'll do a little recap. So I had a hysterectomy on October the 7th and this is my journey. Okay. Recap done. <laughs> anyway, so I am discharged from the hospital on a Sunday evening with some prescriptions and a waist trainer binder thingy. No real instructions um, except for take it easy, take these meds, and have a good night. So when I left the hospital, I was feeling okay. No real pain. I did get like a little, uh, I guess nauseous is a word, just a little uneasy because every single bump in the road on our almost 30-minute ride home, you know, hurt. But that was to be expected. So I get home, I get settled, I'm in my office chair because reclining is most comfortable at this point. The space heater is like massaging my toes and I'm getting relaxed and so eventually I fall asleep. It turns into 11.30 at night and I wake up to a Power Ranger level type of pain. I am... Girl, I'm just miserable. I am doing all types of lamas, types of breathing, like I'm channeling my young teenager days of being pregnant and I'm like I'm like I'm doing all of the things. Um, just trying to stay calm while I'm in pain. But ma'am, it is not working. It is not working, it is not working. And the level of pain is now changing from Power Rangers to like the Incredible Hawk, right? Like he is down there beating and banging on the walls of my stomach. And my pharmacy isn't open because remember it was late when I was released from the hospital. So the Oxy and the Motrin and all that, that was that was prescribed at this point is just an idea. Like it's just an idea on a piece of paper. So I remember that I have Motrin downstairs. I take four Motrin, which is basically the equivalent to 600 milligrams. Now, 
I start to feel like I have to vomit, forgetting, also vomit on top of the pain that I'm feeling, but forgetting that I hadn't eaten in, what, four days, so there's nothing on my stomach but this Motrin, and it is breaking up and doing all types of absurdly cruel things to my insides. Has finding the motivation to work out and eat healthy been a struggle for you? I totally get it. That's why I am so glad I found my fitness pal. And I know what you're thinking. Isn't that just for counting calories? No. My fitness pal actually teaches me about my nutrition and my fitness habits and helps me create new ones that I can stick to. What's more motivating than that? Even better is a My Fitness Pal premium membership. I have one and I get custom tools and expert advice to help me reach my personal health goals my way. It even offers deeper nutritional insights to help you discover which foods fuel you best. My Fitness Pal does way more than count calories. And for a limited time, they are offering listeners three months of their premium membership for free. Even if you are already a member, no problem. You can still claim this offer. Get your premium membership by going to selfcareirl.myfitnesspal.com and use the code selfcareirl to get three months for free. That's selfcareirl.myfitnesspal.com. Code selfcareirl selfcareirl.myfitnesspal.com. So my cousin, who is a nurse doctor, and I know that's not really a thing, but she's a nurse with a doctorate. So she's a nurse doctor, Dr. Smith. Anyway, her name is Erica. So Erica randomly sends me a, you good, I'm just checking on you text, right? Normally I would have been all, I don't want to be a burden to people. Um, I'm just going to, like, we're okay. But honey, not this time. Because sis, she not okay. She is not okay. So I tell her what's going on, you know, that I'm not feeling good. The pain is doing whatever. I also remembered that I was highly medicated in the hospital. And at this point, now it's it's wearing off. And that's why I'm in pain. I'm like, oh crap, it's literally wearing off. I should have took something when I first left the hospital to avoid this. But anyway, in hindsight, it's 2020, as they say. Um, So she texts me back after I tell her what's wrong. And she's like, wait a minute, wait, I'm on my way. By now, it's like 12.30 a.m., maybe one o'clock. But when I tell y'all, my faith in the higher power just skyrocketed, if that's even possible, because y'all know I already rocks really hard with God and, and the spiritual stuff. Right. But like, I was like, oh my God, you are saving my life. So, and, and partly I say this, that she saved my life because I felt so bad because my husband is literally like lost and helpless while trying to take care of me. This is really the first time that I was really like sick, sick, like not just had a cold or the flu, you know, and was like, da- like I am down and he is like lost um the this the this compa- this capacity of pain for him was just like uh like and really because there was nothing that he could do to comfort me like he's trying to get me in the bed he's trying to get the pillows right he's trying to get me to eat applesauce like all of the things 
that he's trying to do to make me feel better aren't working. And my husband is a fixer, right? Like he's the man's man, if that's, you know, we're, we're abandoning gender, but you get what I'm saying. He's the, he's the old school husband who takes out the trash, you know, who pays the bit, like he's that person. If it, if he had it his way, I wouldn't work at all. And you know, all that good stuff. But so to be in this capacity and him not be able to help was actually worse than me being sick. Like it was driving him insane that he couldn't fix it. And I could feel it on his face. So when my cousin Erica said, okay, I'm coming over to fix things. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Someone's coming to help me and everything's going to be good. Erica shows up with her cape on. She is in complete nurse doctor mode. She has transformed to Wonder Woman, has all these great, like she is literally the nurse. I love her dearly. My um, my cousin Erica, love her so much. But anyway, she comes and she says, well, let me get your prescription fills. I'm like, honey, it is 1 a.m. You got to do something else. And she's like, oh no, there's a giant on so-and-so road that's open 24 hours. Shout out to giant. It is a convenience for me. But then I also realized that my my insurance, you know how they only fill prescriptions at like partnered pharmacies or whatever. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Giant is one of them. She's like, oh no, girl, I got you. Sis, it is the love for me, okay? <laughs> so she heads to the Giant. She goes and fills my prescriptions. She brings back the Oxy, the Motrin, and the Nausea medicine. Oh, and she gives me some peppermints because she's like, oh, if you throw up, you're going to want peppermints. Let me tell you something. It's the nurse doctor for me, all right? And then she also brings me back some bed pads because if you remember, sis has still got diarrhea. Um, she says her schedule is clear, so she offers to stay with me. Um, I said, no, you can go home. I'll be fine. So she's like, no, well, I'm coming back tomorrow because all I have is like a lecture and I'll come back. So fine. Okay, sis, you can come back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Has the ongoing pandemic left you feeling like you're in a fog? Are you standing in your own way of your goals because you just don't feel that motivation you need to tackle the day? No matter what you're struggling with, BetterHelp will assess your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. The typical concerns that hold people back from starting therapy are cost and finding the right fit. BetterHelp makes it easy to switch therapists and it's more affordable than traditional online therapy. They even offer financial aid. You can set up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist and also message them at any time and receive a timely and thoughtful response. BetterHelp wants you to start living the happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash self-care IRL. Visit betterhelp.com slash self-care IRL and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. I think I managed to sleep for like an hour, maybe an hour or two. I am definitely awake when my husband gets up for work at 7 a.m. And I sort of stumble out of the bed because moving, my God, moving my body is, it, it, it's like moving the Eiffel Tower. Like it is so hard to do. Um, and so I stumble out of my bed and I make it to my desk chair, which again is the most comfortable place for me still to this day. Um, but from 7 
a.m. to about 10 a.m. before my cousin gets there, I am home alone. And something about being in like a vulnerable state always gets my thoughts moving in like these uncontrollable circles. Like I think about them over and over again. I swipe one thought out for the next thought and I do it again. Like it's this never ending um, circular motion my thoughts go through. But while I was alone, I realized again, how much I miss my mom, like gravely, definitely. Like I miss my mom a lot. And my grief now has its ebbs and flows. It's not as daunting of an experience for me as it was, you know, when she first died in 2013, when she first went to heaven. Um, It was a daunting grieving experience, but now not so much, but without question, I can bank on it. During the holidays, my grief works overtime, clocking in 24-hour shifts and grabbing bonuses and whatnot. But now I am officially adding that when I am really sick, my grief runs like a festival in my head and in my heart. It is officially Coachella in my body (laughs) when it comes to grief. And all I could really think about was how if she were alive, if she was here, she'd make my husband drive the two plus hours to their home on the Eastern shore so I could stay there and she could take care of me. And she would not let me leave until I was better. When I first um, found out that I had to get a hysterectomy, I was thinking about like who I could consult with because again, I can't call my mom. Um, And I got really sad because I was like, this would be something in my adult days that I needed the inner child to have someone to have and I don't and so I ended up calling my aunt Katie and she gave me what I needed honestly um when I called her she you know explained to me her hysterectomy story what she could remember because she's hell almost 80 um and so it's very unclear um her memory is you know she's like it kind of hurt I don't you know whatever anyway um but but again she still gave me what I needed um because I needed someone who had been through the experience. And honestly, I don't even know if my mom had a hysterectomy. I remember my mom going through menopause and I want to say that she didn't have one or didn't get to have one because she, you know, she died. But I do remember her going through menopause and even that um, experience. It's just, you know, womanhood is one of those things where, of course, your peers, you know, you can find comfort in peer-to-peer conversations or, or engagement or energy. And I can tell you a story, you can tell me a story, but there's something about that auntie mom energy, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be excited to be able to, you know, have conversations with my little cousins about, you know, womanhood and things like that. But there's something about being able to honestly overarching, right? There's something to be said about just being able to call your mom. And there are so many of my experiences as an adult that I know would soothe my inner child if I had my mom here today. But anyway, back to the story. So Erica is there and again, she is nurse doctoring me. She has her notepad. She is taking notes of when I'm taking medicine, when I'm vomiting, when I'm going to the bathroom, like she is documenting everything, which was very helpful for when I had to call the doctor. Um, But by this time, it's mid-afternoon. I can't swap, like even to this day, which I went to the doctor yesterday, my doctor was so confused, but 
my throat is doing something weird. Um, when I first got that, and, and again, tracking, backtracking, I was intubated for a long time, for like six hours. And they say intubation, you know, can do something to your throat, leave it a little itchy. But my, my when I tell you my throat is the last thing that is trying to get back to normal. So during that time, because my throat is giving me problems, I can't swallow a pill. And so I'm swallowing the pill. Same thing happening at that was at the hospital. I'm swallowing the pill and it is coming. Well, well, it, I'm swallowing the pill. It sits on my, my chest. Like I can feel it. Um, it turns into heartburn and then it turns into nausea and then I vomit. Um, again, I do this for hours, just hours. And again, my stomach has been cut open. So vomiting, coughing, the everything hurts, literally. So we finally have this really genius idea to crush up the freaking meds. <laughs> so we crush up the oxy. Um, and by this time, like I said, I think I had like some tea, maybe um, a little bit of broth, which guys, broth is nasty without the noodles and the chicken in it. Like, just let it be. A little bit of broth, um, maybe not even a half a cup of both. So I had a little bit on my stomach. My, my uh, Erica was like, you got to put something on your stomach. Like, you got to suck it up, hold your nose, swallow, but we've got to get something on your stomach. So fine. Um, so again, we had this bright idea to crush up the oxy. And when I tell you, I took that oxy and baby girl, <laughs> we were out for the count. I had probably the best sleep that I've had in months. And when I woke up, of course, I was in pain again. <laughs> but when I went to sleep, it was so comfortable. I didn't move um, all the above. So the next day comes and his mom comes to stay with me because my husband has to go to work. And I really do think that this experience um, for her and I kind of changed the dynamic. We've never been super close, but there's always love there. And part of my reasoning, not reasoning, but part of the reason why we're not super close is I think I just, the void of my mom kind of makes me not want to get close to another mom version because I don't want to like dishonor my mom. If the, It's a weird way to think of it, a weird way to even um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply engage with someone, but this is, I'm being honest again and transparent. This is how I feel. And so this experience, her coming, she stayed with me for the rest of the week. This was like a Monday. She came Tuesday and she, so she stayed with me the rest of the week. Um, but this experience definitely changed the dynamic of our relationship. Um, just because it was a very caring motherly, um, exchange that I needed. I needed it bad. Um, and I didn't realize until like that Friday. And of course she would come up here while I'm trying to sleep and check, you know, peek in and check on me like I'm a kid, which I, again, I, I needed that. I think that we, as adults, as grown women, we, we forget how much we need to be loved, right? 
like how much and and it's it's not our fault i will preface and say that it is literally society in the world and just how women especially if you have titles like mother and wife and sister and best friend you know it's easy for you to go throughout the day caring for other people really forgetting that there is a high high need for human beings to be loved and so in this moment, I really got to remember or be reminded that I just need love at the end of the day. It is love that fuels me. It is love that I enjoy to give. Love is what sustains me. And, and if I'm, and if we're honest, if everyone's really honest right now, if I would say, hey, be honest with me, I think you would agree with me when I say human beings really need love and, and, and other humans to connect with. And that's what I was reminded of while I was uh, not able to take care of myself. You know, um, it's just how much love I need in general, let alone when I'm sick. And so I stopped taking notes for the interest of time because I feel like this is going to be a long episode, but um, sorry for that ramble. I just know that I love love and I love giving, I love receiving. Uh, I, I love the experience of love. Anyways, back to the story. So I am still very much sick. Um, my husband, again, is losing it because not only do I have diarrhea, um, I have these bombs over Baghdad gas pains. The gas X kind of works, but not really. Um, but I'm also throwing up. And because I've eaten not a thing, I am now throwing up bile. And if you know anything about chemistry, bile is basically just the insides of your stomach. Like I threw up, and this is going to be gross, but it's a part of my story, so whatever. But I threw up the the very last time I vomited. Um, there was like green leafy stuff in it. I called Erica. I was like, I didn't even have a salad. <laughs> What's going on? And she's like, sis, it is bile. She was like, I really think that there's something wrong with your GI tract system or whatever your digestive situation, um, and you should call your doctor. So I call my doctor, you know, I suck it up and I say to myself, I'm not taking no more pills. I'm not eating nothing else because I do not want to throw up. Like I just cannot, it's not a possibility. So I stopped taking the medicine. I didn't eat anything. I just drank water and some tea. So the next morning I get up, I call my OGBYN and I tell her, well, first of all, I call my OBGYN and I'm, I'm, I'm on hold for forever. Um, and then she's seeing patients. And the one thing I will say about my OBGYN is that she is very, her bedside manner is also stellar. So she definitely, she has like time slots in her day where she calls people back the same day. So around about three o'clock, she calls me back and she's like, tell me what's going on. And so I tell her, you know, this hussy says, go to the ER. I said, I will not. <laughs> I will, I will not. No, ma'am, I will not. And I, and I, like literally I said to her, I said, I'm not going to the ER. I said, I had the worst ER experience. And at this rate, I am never going to the ER again. I have got to have had a gunshot wound, my foot or my limb or something has got to be hanging off. Okay. Or I've had a headache for a thousand years. Like I am not going to the, the ER anymore. You can bank on it. I will suck it up until the next day until I can call my doctor and get an emergency appointment. Like it's just not, it's not going to be a thing for me. So she says, okay, 
I'll call in um, an order for the advanced radiology to do some scans on you. Um, I don't know when they'll call you back or when they can get you in, blah, 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 blah. So that might have been like a Wednesday. Advanced radiology never called me back. So I don't know if she never actually did the order or what, but I was going to the doctor anyway come that Monday. I had a regular PCP doctor's appointment that Monday and then I was going to see her that Wednesday. So I was like, I will just suck it up. I don't know if God <laughs> got tired of me praying or got tired of everybody praying because if you remember, I even put it on Instagram. I was like, y'all got to pray for my stomach because I can't do this no more. So come like Thursday, I start to feel, and I, I better, there's got to be a word before better because I didn't feel better. I just didn't feel as bad. And so like the vomiting had kind of stopped. The diarrhea was not 20 times a day. It was now like four. So it just wasn't as bad. And so Monday comes around, I go to the doctors and she's like, eh, usually you have problems with the intubation. So your throat's going to be a problem. It might be, you know, just not used to swallowing things, you know, it's closed up for so long you know, and then the connection, we underestimate the connection our mind has. Like we just underestimate it. Everyone knows that good nails are crucial to any look. Nothing brings me more confidence than a fresh manicure. Olive in June has a mani system that has all the tools you need for the perfect at-home manicure all in a single box. Olive in June's mani system comes with a patented brush handle that makes it a complete breeze to paint both hands. For real, my nails look salon quality whenever I use their system. Now, instead of dropping tons of money on a single manicure, I can choose six amazing colors offered on the Olive and June website. I personally love the OMG polish. This emerald green polish complements my skin so well. And the best part is you don't have to leave the comfort of your home to get the perfect manicure with the help of Olive and June. Visit oliveandjune.com slash self-care and use the code self-care for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash self-care code self-care for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash self-care code self-care. Like it feels like my mind and my body aren't connecting like they aren't having the same conversations that they normally have to function now like they've ceased all communications um and so I don't like swallowing is like a foreign thought again eating food is like how do we like I ate a cracker and it just I had to spit it out like it's just in my mouth I couldn't get it down my throat um so there is I'm sure there's like a psychological journal or something that explains, you know, what happens when the the body is paused and what the mind does. Because again, my mind was like, well, we ain't done nothing for four days. We want me to work now. We've been off. We've been on vacation. Um, anyways, so by the time I, but what I will say was that my mind and my body both made me look like a fool. By the time I got to the doctor's, 
she felt my lymph nodes wasn't unswollen. My throat was fine. I wasn't throwing up anymore. I was basically better. So both doctors were like, yay, which is again, what I wanted, um, right? Like I wanted to feel better. I wanted to be better. Um, and so we are two weeks post hysterectomy and the pain is just, uh, civil war gas, not volcano gas. <laughs> like it's not really that bad. Um, it's very tolerable. So in short, um, I had a horrible hysterectomy experience, like just plain out horrible. And I think this is the part of the podcast that you really want to hear. Um, I have no regrets, even with the pain, even with the miscommunication from my doctors, even from the nurses who were nasty, who would rather study and didn't care if a monkey, <laughs> whatever I said last episode, came to play with me in my room. You know, even through all of that, I have not one single regret. Um, I have had my period since I was nine years old. Um, and I knew nothing about being a woman. But as a woman, I can tell you, oh, I won't even tell you. I, as a woman, I believe that having my period has nothing to do with my womanhood. And so the snatching of my uterus and my fallopian tubes and my cervix changed nothing about me feeling or being a woman, um, which was one of the things that people said might happen. You know, like they were like, oh, I felt away. And I'll get to the testimonies in a minute. I definitely want to read a few for you guys. But um, people were like, you know, I really felt like I wasn't a woman anymore, which I can understand because society really does force feed us this narrative, this idea that being a woman means I grow up, have a kid, you know, get married. I'm sorry, out of order. I grow up, I get married, I have children, hopefully a boy and a girl. I take care of my home, live happily ever after, and we die. And that is the mere existence of what being a woman is. But we know differently in 2021 that that's just not how we operate. That's just not how we feel. And so again, I regret nothing. Um, those organs that, one, were trying to kill me, weren't serving me in the way that I needed them, um, did not do me justice. Now, I, I, I do... Um, I do feel a deep, uh, sense of empathy, uh, for women who have not had children, because I think a large part of my feeling or my reaction to having a hysterectomy is because I have had child because my child is 26 and we did not want more children. So I think maybe, I, again, I'm, I'm giving space for the idea. I think maybe that I would... Um, feel away if I had not had children. But e even even in that, the person that I am, I put me first all day. And so I think my need to be alive, my need to be safe inside my own body would have trumped uh, the want to have a baby. Before I read you guys these testimonials, I just want to say I adore y'all. These last two episodes about my hysterectomy were the most listened to episodes I've ever had. So thank you for supporting the podcast. I also know what this means. This means you want more Thai stories and they're coming top of January. I will have more intimate stories that we can share in together. 
Um, you guys are definitely my besties and I love you for it. So first testimonial history story, history, hysterectomy story comes from Rachel. She says, my name is Rachel. My IG is underscore sunshine Ray. That's R-A-E. I'm 33 and I had a hysterectomy at 31. I don't have any children. I had three myomectomies and three other surgeries. I had to choose me. I am allergic to blood transfusions because I've had so many. So it was a scary situation, especially them telling me that I would die. Wow. I literally refused one for three days. I had endometrius. Yeah, I can never say that word. (laughs) For over 12 years, it was killing me. I was hemorrhaging one day and it almost killed me. I still have my ovaries because of my age, but I cry all the time. I why, but I do. Mm, that makes me so sad, sis. Um, I still go through PMS. So at the end of the month, I'm moody. So I stopped eating sweets and sugar because the sugar makes it worse. It's been over two years now and it was the best decision I ever made. I wish I had done it at 19, but they wouldn't let me. They said I was too young. I'm praying you, start, you I'm praying you start to feel better. It definitely takes time, but you can do it. If you need anything, let me know. I mean it. Um, Rachel also has a blog that follows um, her journey. It is raymichellecom.wordpress.com. And that's R-A-E Michelle C-O-M dot wordpress.com. Rachel, thank you so much for your testimonial. Um, It really does drive home that main point that I just made. Um, You got to choose you. And I know again, there's for some women, for me, I don't have it. Didn't have it. I'm lucky, thankful that I do have a child, love him dearly, but I didn't have this urge to be a mother and, and, but I will acknowledge that it does exist. Um, but even through that, when there are things that are happening to your body, you have got to listen, you have got to advocate for yourself and you have got to make decisions based on saving your life. Um, and so her saying that it's been over two years and it was the best decision I've ever made. I can relate. This has been the best decision I've ever made. Our next, uh, hysterectomy testimonial story comes from Tania. I'm going to mess up my IG cousin's name, but you know who you are. So she writes, so I had a hysterectomy nine years ago. Everything supposedly went well, according to my OBGYN. I asked her if I could stay another day. I just didn't feel right. She said insurance wouldn't pay for it and I was fine. Literally had me up and walking around not long after I came out from anesthesia. I was sent home about a week and a half later, started feeling pain when I was urinating. Not long after that, I when I pooed. <laughs> Few days later, I contacted my doctor, got so bad, I didn't want to go to the bathroom. She called me in. She did an internal ultrasound on me and found nothing. She then sent me to do an MRI. I went about my day afterwards. I received a call as I was picking up my children from school. She told me I had an orange-sized pocket of fluid that she said ruptured, that she was scared would rupture, and that I needed to be admitted and operated on ASAP. I initially was in for my procedure for a day and a half, Then it turned into five days. My doctor came in and apologized to me. I said, you could have 
you couldn't have known and was following procedure and policy. I could have been in bad shape or worse had it ruptured. I am more vocal to my physicians now. Bump policy. <laughs> thank you for reading. Oh my goodness, IG cousin. Thank you for sharing that. Um, her story actually definitely highlights um, what I talk about a lot is advocating for yourself, whether it's having a hysterectomy, getting that new job, going to the doctor, like you've got to be your number one advocate and you've got to be a strong one. You've got to be the 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 advocate that takes no for an answer. And you got to listen to your body, listen to your body, listen to your mind, listen to your heart. What it says is is the pure unadulterated fact nothing more, nothing less. And so when your body says one thing, you got to listen to it and you got to be vocal about it. Um, and so I'm Tania, hopefully I'm saying this right, but I'm so happy that you're okay now. I'm happy that I'm okay now. Um, I, I am grateful for my journey and yours. I am excited to be nine years post hysterectomy and to be able to continue to share my story to help others. Okay, I'm going to read one more story and then we're going to get out of here. Um, this one is from Danielle. Danielle says, um, about five years ago, my period started to last longer and longer until I was just bleeding. I bled for about two years before I finally got the nerve to do the experimental surgery they suggested because meds and these basalpinograms She spells it S-A-L-P-I-N-G-O-G-R-A-M-S. Don't know what that says because I can't read. But um, did nothing to answer the question of why I was bleeding. First of all, two years. I'm hoping that wasn't like consistent bleeding. I'm hoping um, two years on and off bleeding. Because two years consistent bleeding, my God, prayers that you're still here because that is crazy. Um, So she writes... They found my uterus was full of plop. I don't know what that says either. P-O-L-Y-S. Um, I feel like I should know what that is. Um, but, um, oh my God. Well, I'm sorry. I'm reading as I'm recording. The uterus of a 57-year-old woman. Um, she says, that's the direct quote from my doctor. I was at the time a 35-year-old woman with otherwise good help. This most recent um, plop polyps. I have to got to Google how to say that. <laughs> and the surgery stopped the bleeding um, for one year, almost to the day. And then it was round two more tests. And by this time, I found a midwife willing to find out the causing of the pain. She discovered that I have hydrosalphinx and fluid in her left in my left ovary. They suggest another surgery to take my tubes. And resect, right, resect the polyps again. Wow, this is so much. Even reading this, oh my God, I'm, I'm so glad that you're alive to tell the story. This is crazy. Um, she writes, needless to say, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm still, <laughs> this is crazy to record because I'm reading. I didn't read this pre-record. I'm reading while I'm recording. And so just to hear her story um, as I read it, it's just, some of these stories were so disheartening and so um, I'm reading them out loud because I really want you to understand that it is important. It is imperative for you to share and tell your story because a part of the biggest part, in my opinion, of mental depression, of mental stress, of mental strain is the, this idea, this narrative that we are burdens, that we are alone, that, um, there is no one here to help us. And even though I don't have the medical degree, I'm not a nurse doctor or any of those things. 
I have two ears and I can listen to you. Um, and I feel like that's half the battle when we think about healing and, and moving forward. So, um, sorry for that little rant. So she says, needless to say, the polyps are, I know I'm saying that wrong, but whatever that is, that's bad. They are back. And I have never really even, I have never really even had the chance to try for a baby, which is why I wanted to keep my uterus in the first place. Since this discovery, I've, I have been pained with trying to force myself to have what I fear is the inevitable surgery. In the meantime, I have studied what little info is known about my condition without really having any more that really gets to the reason of why. I know that with heavy weight lifting, diet control, and exercise, I can significantly relieve my symptoms, but they are always there. And even thinking about what it would be like to have a sex life makes me cry. I bleed randomly and always have, have always have a pad or a tampon or both. I'm afraid and highly anxious without something. I'm not even sure how another person would even factor into the equation. At this point, I'm rambling, but thank you for letting me share. Oh, my dear, sweet Danielle. Ugh. It pains me um, that people experience these things. But again, I have two ears and I, I hope that you listen to this episode and you feel heard, right? Um, I don't have any advice for you. I can't help you in that way. But like I said, I have two ears and we have listened. Our listeners have listened. So I hope that you find a smidget of comfort in knowing that someone has heard you in your story today. I'm going to pray. We are all going to pray for your relief um, and going to pray that you are blessed uh, with a baby in some way, uh, whether that is um, birthing it on your own or adopting or maybe mothering um, children in another way, educational wise, whatever it is, um, I pray that um, you find relief one in uh, the physical form in what you're going through and also in the mental. So we love you dearly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting the podcast each week. If you'd like to continue our conversations or you just have a story to share, please consider joining our community. You can log on to patreon.com slash self-care IRL. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash self-care IRL. And if you enjoyed and loved this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, just wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, like we go together or something. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on your IG stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I am at Ty Alexander and at Self Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening to me today. And until next time, toodles. Hey.